Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. So welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. I am your host, Jeanette Linfoot, and I am joined today by a gentleman who has absolutely inspired me in so many ways. It's the wonderful Colin Nottage. Now, Colin is the founder and director of his own business, Influential Management Group, and it's all about health and safety. What Colin doesn't know about health and safety is not worth knowing. And not only that, he's also a podcaster, a fellow podcaster. Um, He's a trainer in podcasting and also has become a public speaker as well. So I'm delighted to welcome Colin to the podcast. Jeanette, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. Really love that. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, Colin, I mean, we've known each other for a little while now, um, and I was lucky enough to be on your podcast, which I felt very grateful uh, to have the opportunity. So it's fabulous to be able to return uh, that and have you here on Brave Bold Brilliant as well. Um, So, yeah, I think a good place to start, Colin, if you're okay, would be just tell us about your journey, sort of where life started for you and, and kind of where you are today, really. And then we'll go from there. Oh, thank, no, thanks a lot. I'm, 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 I'm from Essex. I, I'm Essex man, as they say. So, um, yeah, I grew up, uh, I grew up in sort of South End and sort of Colchester areas. And um, it was quite interesting when I, when I left school, I, I just went, I fell into a bit of a, a sort of dead end job. And, um, and a lot of my friends went off to university and they were having such a great time. I thought I've got to I've got to do this. And I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do, but uh, an opportunity came up came up to get involved in in quarrying, which was really I knew nothing about it. Okay, and all of a sudden I found myself up in uh, up in New Yorkshire um, on a in a, on a course a quarry engineering course, and it was brilliant. And I spent uh, I spent four years at uni. Um, came out of uh, came out of Leeds Uni, um, and then then was was basically working around the country. Um, I, I worked in Yorkshire. I worked up on the Scottish borders. I worked in Wales for um, for a for a large multinational um, uh, quarrying quarrying company, and um, running you know running sites. I was a I was a quarry manager, um, and and it was great. It was really good fun. Um, but, but then I got involved in health and safety. I I had an opportunity. My boss, I remember, I was down in South Wales, and my boss at the time said, he goes, oh you know you're ready to run a bigger quarry. And I said to him, I said, I don't know if I really want to do that. I said, you know, a bigger quarry, a smaller quarry, you know, they're all they're all pretty pretty similar, really. I want to do something different. And uh, and there was a chance to. Uh, we at the time were using a uh, a consultant to do health and safety work in a business. And there was a chance to. Um, I said to him, my boss, I said, for the money that you're paying that consultant, I said, um, for about I think it was about thirty days a year. I said you could have me for the whole year. I said, so um, I said, so take a punt on me, you know, train me up, take a punt on me and, uh, and, and I'll do it. But he thought about it and then said, yeah, let's go. And um, so I started in with the company in South Wales and then I got promoted and took over the Southern region and then I got promoted again and, and took on a national, the national role. And, um, and I ended up, I ended up basically as a sort of advising the board um, from a health and safety perspective and, um, and then things changed again, and the new MD came in, and, and all of a sudden, Jeanette, I found myself. I, I worked for the company for twenty odd years, and I found myself um, 
at one point I was able to influence where things were going for a health and safety perspective. But then all of a sudden I just became an implementer. I wasn't able mm. to influence the, the business structure changed and, um, and, and I could see that I was going to get frustrated doing that. And I think, you know, you, you know, in life, you've got, um, you know, you've, you've got choices in life and you can either, you can either get frustrated and just go with the flow and end up probably just, just leaving, leaving on bad terms with a business, or you can do something positive and, and, and take things on yourself. And that's, that's what I did. And so I, I actually, I actually left. Uh, I left my, my company on good terms. Um, I, I walked away from an awful lot. I walked away from a, a bonus scheme. I walked away from a final salary pension, um, and and I walked away from and having no clients. You know, I left with no clients whatsoever. But I think I really believed in what I could do, and so I set up a business with a really nice guy down in um, Bristol called Mark, and um, and we set up a health and safety consultancy. This was in the mid two thousands, about two thousand six, two thousand seven. And um, yeah, and that's how I got. That's how I set my own business up. And um, Mark and myself worked together for a while, and then um, and then I branched in a certain direction. He went in another direction, and um, and and here I am now. We've got uh, you know we've got we've got a great business um, now. Working working with people that I want to work with. That's the nice thing. You know, I've got I've got clients who want to do things the right way. Want to uh, you know want to be really really positive with their workforce. And, um, you know, and it's allowing me, I suppose, because the clients that I've got are so are so good and are so focused in doing things the right way. It's allowing me to focus on other things. And some of the things you spoke about, sort of the podcast and, and other bits and pieces like that, I'm sure we'll come on to. So so that's sort of been that's sort of been my my sort of journey out of operations, setting my own business up and now growing, growing even more as an individual. Oh, that's fantastic, Colin. And there's so much inspiration in here because, you know, even though we've both spent our sort of earlier careers in very different fields, you know, but one of the things you, that stuck out for me when you were talking was just that, you know, in the in the context of that more corporate world, shall we say, where you just knew your time was right to move on because you couldn't influence in the way that you you wanted to and you know, to sort of branch out and being able to say, no, now is the time. I'm going to walk away from all the bells and whistles and all of the, you know, the monetary aspects which you have when you're in those roles to start again with no clients um, is an incredibly brave move. Uh, and, you know, brave is one of the words within the title of this podcast. Where do you think you got that courage, Colin, to, to make that move at the time? Because it was a bold move as well, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I suppose it's you know I, I I just knew that I I was I was getting frustrated and and I knew I knew that it was it it was going to be it was going to be detrimental to me if I didn't do something about it. Um, also, you know, Mark, who I was in, you know, who I went into business with, you know, he he he, he worked with us at the time, and um, and he had, he had, I suppose he had said all all along that he wanted he wanted to go into his own set his own company up, so. So I was, you know, I had somebody there that, uh, you know, that I that I trusted in and, and believed in, and um, um, and and knew, and we got on really well, and and knew that that, that it would have been, it was going to be a good, it was going to be a good move, and I think, you know, as well, you know, health and safety is, you know, it's a it's a it's a really unusual topic because a lot of people get really frustrated by it, and um, and it can be done really badly. And, you know, I've seen it so many times where 
where people are just the policeman, people are just somebody that comes in and tells people that this is wrong and that's wrong and this is wrong and that's wrong. Mm. And I knew that that isn't what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do is I wanted to be somebody that, that enabled people to, to improve, a, a sort of facilitator for improvement. And I'd, I'd always tried to do that in my career with, with the company that I worked for. And, um, and so I just knew that I, I knew it was going to be successful because it was, it was, a, it was a bit different or is a lot different to a lot of a lot of health and safety consultants that were out there, which were just ticking boxes. Mm. So, so I, you know, I just had a lot of confidence, I suppose, a lot of confidence in myself. knew I knew I had a great, uh, you know, great, great product. You know, I don't think I'm wrong to say a great personality. I think, you know, because I think that really helps. You know, being able to communicate with people is so important, and uh, and it's something that I've I've always felt that I've been quite good at. And uh, and to be fair, it's something that I've 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 worked on, had to work on. You know, and uh, and you know, and I feel like I'm, I'm even a better communicator now than I was, you know, when I first started my business. Yeah, no, I mean, there's loads in here. From a business point of view, I just want to pick up on a couple of couple of points you've made, Colin, if I may. So one was around, I, I suppose, having a clear purpose, you know, and being clear on the impact you wanted to make personally in your chosen field. So, so kind of loving what you do, loving the topic, and wanting to be the absolute best, but also. Um, having quite a unique approach to it and, and, and being different to the others. Because it's so important, isn't it, in business to give people a unique reason why they do business with you and not with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess well, that was sounded like it was quite a conscious decision when you were setting the business up around what do you stand for? You know, what are your unique selling points? You know, what do you want to be known for? What was it? Was it as as kind of uh, structured as that, or did it just evolve over time, Colin, as you grew, the, as you set the business up? I think it evolved definitely. You know, um, mm. you know, it's a, uh, you know, we, I suppose, you know, the business the business that we got now has really tried to take that on even even further, and I suppose we've become. You know, we've become better at at, at trying to get the message out there. I, I think you know, we really straight with you, um, Jeanette. When we when we, you know, when we first started, or when I first started, it really was, you know, sort of just chasing where the money was to a certain extent. You know, and it was going. It was you know, if, if there was somebody, I can rem- I can remember, you know, re- receiving the first payment into the into the into the company, and you think, oh, thank God for that. You know, somebody somebody <laughs> actually does want to pay us. But but now, you know, it's you know. I suppose you know we we select a little bit now, and mm. you know, and, and decide who, who we want to work with um, if they've got the right the right approach, and and that's something that's evolved. You know, it didn't happen straight away, and and so you know, but it's for me, it's it's really important that we you know that we try to you know we just try to work with people who who really value what it is that we're trying to do with them and with the people that they that they that they they employ. You know, because mm. ultimately, you know, you know, health and safety. Health and safety is going for a really strange time at the moment. There's, uh, there's, there's two different um, um, sort of approaches. What's called a traditional and a new view approach to health and safety. And and I've, you know, I, 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 the podcast has, has opened me so much to to seeing these different approaches. And and both, whether you're traditional or new view, it's just about it's it's about the people that are out there at the sharp end doing the jobs, and it's trying to do the best that we possibly can for those people so that they don't suffer injury or loss. And, you know, and that's, 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 that's what the, the role is of somebody that's supporting a business from a health and safety perspective, you know, but it's, it's how you do that. And it's, it's, it's how you, you try and work in a way that isn't necessarily dictatorial. It's inclusive. It's involving people. You know, I, 
I, I get paid to go and talk to people, which is lovely, you know, to go out and, and spend time just going around chatting and talking and finding out what makes people tick. You know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely thing for me to do. <laughs> yeah, and I, it absolutely is. I mean, I know you and I have had a number of conversations, Colin, in the past around kind of the role of health and safety, the perception of it internally within businesses. And, and as you know, I mean, I, I used to run very large travel businesses globally, you know, with like thousands of people on the team and millions of customers um, every day. And, and I think one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about health and safety, which most people probably wouldn't think about actually when they think of me. But I know because I've been there at the cutting edge of what it means to a business. One, if you get it wrong. And two, if it's seen as almost like, you know, a sort of an admin type role that just needs to be done because it has to be done. Whereas actually when you really, people really understand the value to the business, to the differentiation it can make to your customers, uh, to the bottom line, you know. So talk me through a little bit, Colin, about how when you're working with different businesses, how you get the teams to really buy into what you're doing and how you're supporting that business, you know, because I think that's quite an important thing, not only in terms of what you do specifically for health and safety, but also when it comes to influencing people and being able to get people on board so that they're really fired up and excited about what may be perceived as a less interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I mean, we've, um, you know, I suppose we've got a couple of tools that, that we use and, and, and one is, you know, there, there is, there is a need to get things right from a systems and procedures and documentation perspective okay there, there is a there is a compliance element to health and safety and you can't get away from that the legislation and the law is written and it tells you you've got to do this then and that then and this then and that then so so what we have is we have an online an online tool that that actually helps our clients manage that side of things and and i suppose what that does is that gives them the confidence then that their their documentation and their systems are in place mm-hmm. uh, and then that allows them then to actually start to, to, to look at health and safety as, a, as, as, a, as an engagement process rather than a, you know, rather than a compliance process. Mm. So, so what we do is we then work with, you know, with the team, with the senior team. To be fair, we, I suppose it's, it's almost like a, we flank the business. We, we, so there's stuff that we do at a senior level, really trying to get the, the, the vision right, to get the, you know, where does the business want to be? You know, not everybody can be, number one safest company in the world whatever that whatever that looks like whatever that means not every not every business wants to be that some businesses want to be best in sector some businesses want to be just better than compliance and, so, and i suppose it's 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 really just deciding or determining where do you want to be as a business and then and then actually then doing the right things to achieve that because you know if you say that you want to be the best in the world but then you don't then actually follow that up with what you do in the workplace, then nobody's going to believe it. You know, so, mm. so don't say it. You know, you know, actually say, you know, this is where we do want to be. You know, we want to, we want to be, we want to be good. You know, we want to be as good as we can be with the resources that we've got available to us. That's probably really a nice way to a nice way to to um to say it. And then, and then what we then do is we then say, right, okay, then we've got to. We now need to engage with the different levels of the business, and it's about it's about getting the people in the organization understanding that 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 goal that aim whatever it is that that you that you want to uh, you want to call it and it's about um it's about really listening to the people who are doing doing the work okay and a lot of 
a lot of businesses you mentioned there and in, in, when you were talking about you know health and safety you know when things go wrong you know that's you know for me the real test of how a business it, um sort of really respond you know how they respond you know and if they are if they're a business that is going in and is and is pointing the finger and is blaming and is you know and is and is and is criticizing and is being very judgmental about its employees it's, it's really a business that doesn't under, actually understand how work is done and how you know and, and the pressures that people are under and the, and the decisions that people make you know the decision that somebody makes just before something goes wrong is such an important thing to find out and to understand because because people don't you know in my experience and I've involved I've, I've investigated a lot of incidents and a lot of fatalities unfortunately mm-hmm. you know nobody nobody goes to work to get killed or seriously injured you know that isn't that isn't people go to work to do a good job but things happen during the day and decisions are made that, that cause things to, to, to pan out the way that they do. And, and if all, if all organizations do, if all businesses do is just blame the person who's had the injury or had the accident, then they will stop learning. They will never learn from that event because it's not, or I won't say they won't learn from that event. What they will do is they will start to shut up their workforce and they will start to, they will start to put up all these barriers between themselves because the people, the people in their business, you know, just won't, you know, won't want to be open and honest because they, they just feel that they're going to get, uh, they're going to get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Is my dog making a lot of noise? Is it, is it annoying? <laughs> Feels like it's part of the family, Colin. Don't worry yeah, this too is, much. Daisy likes to be heard. So. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So you're competing for attention here. You're the star of the show. Don't worry. <laughs> But, no, it's interesting because, I I mean, you know, I've ran big businesses myself and I work now at at the advisory work I do with with other businesses. I work very closely with CEOs, MDs, you know, board level, um, as well as with startup entrepreneurs as well. And and I always think that as a business leader, you're only ever really worried about three things. Now, that sounds like overly simplistic, but when you boil it down, it's all about profit, growth and brand reputation. You know, whichever, whichever subset, you know, you might be worried about your marketing. OK, well, that's linked to brand or you might, you know, you might be thinking about your IT system. Well, OK, that's going to allow you to, to grow and scale. You know, so whenever you look at a particular topic, it basically falls into one of those three. And what I think is really um, a simple way of looking at health and safety is actually it affects all three of them. Mm-hmm. In, in a big way, in particular, the, the brand reputation piece, because as you say, when something goes wrong and unfortunately, maybe someone has a you know, fatality or an, a, an accident or, you know, in, in the case of travel businesses, a guest dies in, under whatever situation, it's pretty real. And of course, the main thing is do the right thing, you know, in the first place and try and avoid that. But things do go wrong. Um, and but that also impacts the brand reputation, how you deal with it and what processes you have in place and everything. So, you know, for anyone listening to this that might be thinking, well, hang on a minute. How does health and safety, how does that even you know, relate to what I do? It absolutely does. I sound like I could be on I could be on the team, Colin, here. Um, <laughs> but that's as I say that. That's how I tend to think of it, is those three things, almost like a triangle, you know, profit, growth, reputation. Um, and, and actually, when you, when you look at it in the context, health and safety affects all three, um, or it can do. Yeah. And you're so, you're so right there. And I think, you know, one of the things, you know, I mean, one of the things that, that, uh, that, that I'm doing now um, with, with another podcaster, a guy called uh, James, um, James McPherson, is we're, 
we're developing some training that we're doing for health and safety professionals that, that is, is really the, the non-technical stuff, you know, because it's, you know, there's loads and loads of stuff out there, you know, loads and loads of qualifications out there that teach people how to, you know, about the technical side of health and safety. But there isn't a lot out there that really teaches people about the, the, the softer skills that you need. Um, so we're doing that. And, and, and because it is so important, because, because it has this impact. You know, when I, when I go and do training with, uh, you know, with uh, my clients, I, I'm, I'm not bothered or concerned um, to, to actually stand up there and say that the reason that I'm in the room today is, is because I'm being paid. I'm not, I'm not worried about that because, because that's the reason that everybody else is in that room. We're all in there for the same reason because we've all got things that we want to do. We want to earn some money. We want so that we can we can do the things that we want to do in our life, like go away on holiday and you know buy the nice clothes and you know and, and you know and, and have a drink with our friends, because that's what life is about, you know. But but what we need to be doing is we we also need to be saying, but but how can we how can we do our work in such a way that that really you know allows the business to to be successful. Because if the business is successful, then we as individuals are successful. You know, what if if my you know I try to with my clients, I try to see well how can they, how can they how can they work together to be better? Because if I've got two clients that I can put together, um, that can put something out that's really successful, then I've got two really successful people that I'm working with. You know, so all the time it's it's about you know trying to you know trying to support the businesses in a way that that goes so much more than saying. Well, your noise survey is due and your fire risk assessment is out of date. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so much more than that. It's about saying, you know, if we can get these things in place, if we can understand how how people work and what they're doing, because the perception that management have, especially management as they go further up the chain, the perception on how they believe work is done compared to exactly how work is completed can be quite different. You know, people who are really close to the businesses, they, they've got a good understanding. But, you know, when I do accident investigations and things like that, you, you always hear from management the words usually and normally. You know, we usually do this. We normally do that. And what that's telling me straight away is that's their perception, their view of how things are done. You know, maybe they don't actually really know. So, yeah. you know, so what we really try and do, you know, all the time is we're trying to get our managers to, to or, you know, the people that we work with to better understand how their business is running because mm. they get further and further away from it. Yeah, so there's actually quite a strategic aspect to, to what you do as well, and much broader than than probably is first first appears um, from what you've described. Um, Colin, can we can we change sort of tack a little bit now because yeah. I really want to also cover off as well as the business side of things, which is really important. I also want to cover off kind of personal development, and I know from the time that we've spent together, you know, you're a really big uh, believer in continually improving you. Um, in, <clears throat> so many ways so do you want to just talk about kind of personal development what that's meant for you how you sort of live and breathe this stuff on a daily basis because I think for a lot of people listening again um, it's going to be inspiring to hear how you've you know really tackled that side of your life no I know I'd love to and it's um you know the last um the last sort of 13 or 14 months have been have been pretty transformational for me and um you know we met uh, we met I think it was November 2019 I think something like yes, that yes yeah <laughs> you know, on a, on a, an, the expert speaker revolution which um and you know and there was a, a guy you know a guy walked into my life um um called Robert Upright who I you know I'd never met him before and and 
the five days that that we had uh, on that was was really really just changed my total view on life. On you know because because it made me really explore, made me really really get down deep in what was um, you know what my what my story was, what was important to me as an individual, and um, and I suppose gave me the gave me the confidence to uh, I suppose to 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 put aside a lot of uh, a lot of things that were going on in my, you know, in my head um, from, from stuff that happened years and years ago. Um, and I suppose to get comfortable with it, you know, so that was, that was, that was one thing. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a, a speaker. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to, I, the podcast came about because I wanted to give a little bit back to, um, to the, to the, to the health and safety community, but I just never realized what I was going to get from it. I, I, I didn't get what I was going to get from having a podcast, uh, Jeanette. I thought um, I thought it was going to be me sitting in a in a room like this talking about stuff that I wanted to talk about and putting it out there, and everybody was going to listen. Okay, I never I never really at the time got how much I was going to get from chatting to people like yourself and health and safety professionals that uh, that I've uh, that I've spoken with, and and how that has that has given me the I suppose the knowledge and the understanding and the confidence to to actually really really push on because because it's very very easy to become blinkered you know and you, and you you sort of look at um you know you look at your life and, and where you are and, and you and you think things are okay but it's only by by I suppose exposing yourself and becoming a little bit vulnerable you know mm. did I you know did I really realize how how much how much I still had to learn how many amazing people are out there that have got so many amazing stories and 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 that learning gave me the confidence to, to do so many more things. You know, one of the things, as I mentioned, you know, we're doing this thing with James McPherson. James is, um, you know, James is in his 30s. You know, he's a young lad. I'm in my 50s. He's a young lad and he is so passionate. And and we have got together because because we both, you know, I suppose we, we've both got similar views and we are, we're putting this, this, this process together where we want to give health and safety professionals the, the confidence themselves to become to become better individuals and you know and and so you know so we're, and we're doing it we're doing it in a way where we're really really trying to target I suppose the younger part of the profession you know people that are coming into yeah. the uh, you know it's because so again everything is very very technical so we want to give stuff something that's, that's new and and I couldn't have done any of that if I was you know if I hadn't have gone on the journey myself and you know and and now I you know I read. I read so much more. Well, to be fair, it's audible. Um, but I, 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 I have every month. You know, I'm doing a different title. You know, I'm a member of a book club about business development. But part of the thing that we're doing with James is a book club for health and safety professional development. Mm. And so, you know, so we're, you know, we're looking to to really get, you know, I suppose get people to to challenge as well what it is that they're that they're reading. I think that's one of the beautiful things about the book club is you can read a book, and you can take out of it what you've taken out of it, but other people will have taken something totally different. And, and by talking about that, you then see a different perspective and you see different things in life. Mm. So that's, um, you know, that's part of it. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've done recently, um, you know, in the last sort of six months is, is lost a lot of weight and, you know, and I've, and I've done that for, for, for a number of reasons. And, and I've got these, these affirmations that I'd say every morning, you know, about wanting to be, you know, I want to, I want to look at myself in the mirror and, and feel comfortable about how I look. I want to be able to walk into a room and be confident, not just with what I'm saying, 
but with mm. with how I with how I look. That's it. You know, that, that was part of it. I want to, um, you know, my, my relationship with my wife is amazing, and I just want that to be even better. Um, um, my children are just so important to me, and I want to be able to, I want to be able to spend real quality time with my with my children, because I'm giving myself every chance to live as long as I possibly can. And and I wasn't doing that, you know. I I was up to 19 stone at one point, and you know, and now I'm just over 14, and I'm still, you know, to be fair, you look on you look on certain apps, and that's still you know quite big you know and i've still got a way to go but uh, but i feel so much better in myself because i've invested i've invested in myself and, yeah, that, uh, it's it's incredible colin it really isn't and and having from when we first met to sort of seeing you now and 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 having the opportunities we do to sort of regularly check in with each other you know pretty much most months at some point to see how you've totally transformed and and grown as a person uh, but shrank physically with all the weight you're losing is it's just fantastic. And there's a couple of things that you've said there, which I think really stand out for me, and, and I'm sure for anyone listening. One was was just about you know I've been really clear on your purpose. You know why, why are you doing this stuff? You know, and it's to live a long, healthy life. You know, so you can have a better relationship with your wife, be around for your kids. You know feel good when you look in the mirror you know there's so many compelling reasons why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and that's not often enough is it you know and I think that, that sometimes people might have a, a re- really great purpose and I'm fully fully um behind that you have to have that but you have to take the action mm-hmm. and, and that's exactly what you're you're doing you know you're you've really put new routines and structures into your day haven't you to make sure that you don't just you know, start, stop, you know, lose motivation. You've really changed your habits um, to make sure you succeed. So do you want to talk about that a little bit as well? I, th- I think so. Yeah, I don't, I'd love to, but it's, you know, and it's, it's been really good. I mean, I've, I've been, again, you know, I mentioned about Robert coming into my life, but there's another, there's another couple of guys that, um, a guy called James Goff and a guy called um, um, Greg Rollison. And, um, and they, they basically are, are helping, are helping me on my journey um, with my weight loss. And, and, and and what they're what they've done is they they you know I've got these these every day I've got these boxes I've got to tick okay and it's and it's quite interesting their their phrase is is, is TTFB which is tick the fucking boxes all right <laughs> and uh, and that is uh, you know that's what you've got to do and you've got these non-negotiables you've got these things that you've got to do every single day and and that is a certain amount of cardio certain amount of steps eat to the right to the right plan drink uh, enough water um, and um, you know, and so that's that's what I'm doing. So I'm every day I am thinking about right. Well, when can I fit in that part of my life? Mm. And and some days it's first thing in the morning. Like so tomorrow tomorrow morning I um this morning I had an early I had an early meeting um that started at half seven. So I I I was looking and I was saying right. Well, when can I fit it in? And I know that um that at two thirty today until four. I've got a chance where I can go and do some cardio, do my weights. So that's in my diary now. That's when I'm going to do it. Tomorrow morning, it's a little bit different. So tomorrow, I am going to get up about uh, about five six o'clock, and I'm going to do my weights and my cardio then, um, and then um, and then get into my day. But what I'm doing is I'm making these conscious decisions every single day about when it is that I'm doing it. I'm not I'm not all of a sudden getting to seven o'clock at night and thinking, oh God, I haven't done it today. I'll, it'll be all right for a day. I'll do it tomorrow because that is, you know, that is the, that is the opportunity for it to slip. 
you know yeah. so i'm so i'm looking ahead you know looking ahead and this week you know i'm i pretty much i pretty much much know when i'm going to be going out and doing whatever it is that i'm going to be doing you know actually it's it's snowing at the moment so i can't you know it's not snowing there's loads of snow on the ground so i won't <laughs> be running today but i'll be on my bike but as soon as i can and, and one of the things i was saying to you previously you know i used to you know i mean you know if, if people looked at me back in august sort of last year you know you would have thought jesus you're a you're a fat bugger and you know and the thought of going and and doing any kind of run just wasn't there it wasn't in my life it wasn't there mm. you know it was i was thinking about you know having a drink tonight you know um and i was you know eating peanuts and crisps um now I will go out and I will go for a, I will have in my mind that I'm going to go and do a three mile run, but I'll actually be feeling so good that I might end up doing a five miler, you know, yeah. you know, because, because, because A, I've got the time to do it because I put it into my diary, but also because I'm, I really enjoy it. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. You know, what's nicer than running along, listening to a bit of music. And what a great time to reflect. You know, I've, I've, I've reflected so much, about about my life and my business and you know i made so many great decisions um as a result of going out and doing a run mm. yeah, so. yeah I, i'm the same colin you know i get some of my best ideas when i'm exercising or if i'm running it's it, it's really and it's not selfish is it you know to invest that time in yourself is actually the best thing you can do because if you're not in good shape then you can't be in good shape for everyone else and all your loved ones and your business so you know mm. I, think a couple of things you've said there that are really like stand out and really helpful to people listening one is think ahead you know and block the time because right the day otherwise if you don't can take control of your diary the day can just run away and often it runs away with things that other people's agenda not yeah. actually what's important to you <laughs> and you know i mean i'm i'm a big believer in in routine and and, and having structure but you're right, you know, it's not always possible to do those things at the same time every day. Um, so when you can't, rather than give up on it, have another look in, I love that, have another look in the diary when you are going to do it and don't, don't lie to yourself, you know, block the time. I think that's a great piece of advice because a lot of people st probably struggle with, I can't necessarily do it at the same time every day. Mm. Um, so, but you've just proven that actually you don't have to, you just have to think ahead. Uh, and and if, if it means that much to you, you will find the time. Um, if you, you know, and if you think about, you know, just think about your most, your most valuable customer or your most, you know, the, the most valuable person that, you know, if they, if they rang you up today and they said, um, look, we need to speak to you today or tomorrow, you know, you, you would, you would, you would find that time and yeah. you, would, you would put that into your diary. You would, you would, you would make it work. Okay. So just, treat yourself as your most valuable customer because because in actual fact you know in, in a lot of businesses if it hasn't got you then there is no business you know there's a lot of businesses like that or if, if, you, if you disappear then all the people that work for you could be really really strongly affected by uh, by something going wrong so you know so so you're you actually owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that work for you to keep yourself as as fit and healthy as you possibly can so, you know, so just just make yourself a really, really important customer of yours and go yeah. and do it. 
I love that. I've, I, you know, I've never thought of it in that way. That's that's a really, really clever and smart uh, way of looking at things, Colin. I think that's brilliant. So many people have been going, God, yeah, actually, I'm going to start doing this. You know, this is cool. And, and and massive congratulations on the weight you've lost. You know, I know you said you, you, you've got more to go, but what a step change you've made. It's phenomenal, really. Bloody expensive, yeah. though. I haven't got any clothes. So. <laughs> now, see, if you were a woman, if you were a female perspective, you'd be like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> and then you hit the credit card um no that's brilliant there but so, so much um uh, inspiration in here for people colin there really is and and just coming back to um sort of the podcast because as you said you, you know you started out on a certain with a certain thing in mind when you started the podcast about giving back to the health and safety community and and just you never really realized what was going to come from it and I, I have to say i'm finding the same thing with with this podcast you know from the conversation i'm having with people i'm getting so much out of it and actually you never know where these things can lead um, and and you know the podcast for you the interesting health and safety podcast um You've actually taken it to the US, haven't you now as well, which is phenomenal. Do you want to just t- tell us how that happened? Yeah, so there's um there's a there's a guy out in the uh, out in the states called Jay Allen who um who's got a, who's got a health and safety podcast out there and um and he's he set up a radio station um and it's actually a uh, it's a 24 hour radio station and um and he he you know very very forward thinking guy he he wanted to start to bring together basically podcasters who um who are influencing um from around the world so um so so I, i'm on it um there's there's about i think it's about 15 or 15 to 20 uh um podcasters out there from from australia from um from the states from the uk um from you know northern europe who are who are contributing um and and it's it's really great, you know. We're just, um, you know, there's a, there's a there's a community that's building there, and you know, and the opportunity there's going to be some great opportunities moving forward. With uh, you know, once once COVID uh, starts to, you know, once we start to get our heads around it, you know, how we need to to move forward as a world, you know, not just in the UK, the opportunity is going to come for for speaking as as, as safety safety FM is called safety FM um, road shows that get taken around the world. So it's it's going to be really exciting, and and again, you know, some of the some of the people that that uh, that I'm sort of co co-hosting with are just such lovely lovely people who who are I suppose have got a similar mindset to myself. You know, if you if you're setting up a podcast, you 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 know, one of the reasons in in our profession that people seem to be doing it is to is to give back. You know, there I think there are probably other there are other podcasts um, out there that are that are just driven to generate money. You know, there is. I just feel that the, the health and safety profession isn't like that. Even though, even though financial opportunities do come along, but it's just, um, it's just great. And and I find as well is is you know if I've had a if I've had a particularly unusual day or difficult day, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with just going onto the onto the microphone and and just talking about it. <laughs> and and then if it if it sounds all right, it can become an episode. You know, that's yeah. you know, and you've got it out your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've given yourself a bit of counselling and, yeah. and helped other people in the process as well and got a podcast episode out of it. So yeah. Yeah. perfect leverage, Colin. But what a great way to collaborate. And I think, you know, the, the key takeout for me from, from what's happened there with you is put yourself in the way of opportunity because you never know where it might lead. 
Um, mm. And, you know, there's so many sort of, these things can grow arms and legs, can't they? You know, it's like a web, you know, all of a sudden you've contact, you're in, in a network of people in the US that can lead to speaking engagements. Who knows, you know, how where that might go from there. So what might seem as just one choice actually invariably if you've got an open mind can lead to so much more can't it so anyone that's sort of thinking about oh you know I've got this kind of slightly crazy idea or something's come up my way that maybe I hadn't even thought about absolutely just give it a go because you don't know where it's going to lead do you it's so exciting that's right right. and it's you know it's it's lovely and you know and and it's good fun as well and that's the nice thing about it you know and you you know you just have you just, you know, you just meet people and you just chat and you end up having a real laugh. You know, I, I interviewed a lady called Jessie Gomez and um, she's from um, she's from Africa, um, but is a sort of health and safety professional who's trying to raise the, the, the you know, ladies and women in business. You know, and she's trying to really, really push that. And, you know, and health and safety is, is a very, very male dominated, um, uh, white, you know, middle aged sort of profession. And she's just come in and is just trying to, trying to blow it away and it was honestly I, I i came off of that conversation with the biggest smile on my face because it was just so lovely chatting to her you know she was a little bit difficult to understand you know she's got a real sort of african african accent you know yeah. that is. but um but she was oh, just so funny just lovely you know what i mean and there's 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 lots of people like that it's really great Really yeah. Oh, fantastic. There's so much in here, you know, because the personal journey you've been on is inspiring, you know, in, in itself, in its own right, Colin, but then also how you've, you know, pivoted in your corporate world to start becoming an entrepreneur, setting up your own business, where that's gone, you know, how now sort of developing yourself, all these opportunities with the podcast, the public speaking has come up. It's it's, it's a really, really phenomenal journey uh, that mm. you've I have the feeling that the best is yet to come, Colin. Um, <laughs> for sure. No, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. You know, I feel I feel like you know we are on the you know we're just on the we're just really starting, and you know yeah. it's just it's just going to get better. You know, you just you know you, it's just a great place to be. You know, it's a really really lovely place to be, and you know, and all all I can do is 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 just try and be authentic. I think I think that's that's one of the things. You know, I I haven't tried to be something I'm not. You know, my I'm not. Uh, it's funny when I listen to myself on the uh, on the on the on the show and all that. I still use "er" a lot, and, and I and I repeat myself quite a bit. <laughs> but I also feel that that's just me, you know. And I, okay, I'm, I get I'm getting better, but I don't see it as an issue either. You know, just be yourself. Yeah, that's that's great advice. That is great advice. So that so you've given lots of pieces of fabulous advice to people as we've been talking. Can mm-hmm. you think of the best piece of advice you've ever received, Colin, yourself? Yeah, I think um, so. Many years ago, I was um, I was I was working at a um uh, at a at a quarry site up in um up in up in Yorkshire, a place called Ingleton, up in North Yorkshire. Oh, I know Ingleton Falls. Yeah. Yeah, well, well the, the quarry is right by the side of that, so we. We used to pump our water out into the uh, into the into the river there so uh, many years ago. But um, the uh, we had a break. I remember we had a breakdown uh, one weekend, and I actually wasn't working at the weekend. Okay, but um, but I rang in a few times to find out what was going on. And then on the Monday morning, our managing director f- turned up and 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 he looked at me and he said, "Colin, he goes, he goes, you know, you look a bit harangued and all that." And I sort of said, uh, "I said, oh, you know, there's been problems with the plant breaking down, blah blah blah." And he and he just turned around to me and he said, "He goes." Is there anything that you can do about this, about this problem, about this issue? And I said, um, and I said, well, no, not really. I said, you know, 
you know it's all out of my my control really it's uh it's you know it's, it's other people you know need to get stuff done you know I've, i think i've done and he says he said well if you can't do anything about it he says don't worry about it and i thought okay you know what i mean so you know he said if you know if you can if you can influence if you can do something then then then, then maybe worry he says but but if you can't then don't worry about it he says and then i just thought that was a really nice it was really nice of him to say that at the time because i was quite young in my career at the time and i think i was probably trying to do everything i was trying to probably don't do too much i think that's a that's a problem but that's probably my best bit of life you can't do anything about it then don't worry about it brilliant yeah no i like that excellent mm-hmm. And can you think of any bad advice you've ever had that you've either followed and wish you hadn't or that it was so bad you just ignored it anyway? <laughs> um, I don't know. I suppose I don't know if it's a fight. I, when I was, um, you know, when I was, when I was at school, I was, uh, I was told by my deputy head that, you know, you would never, um, you know, you'll never go to university. And I know there's probably lots of people that, that have got stories like this, but, you know, it was, and I, but I think at the time, I, I, I probably didn't want to, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and probably looking back, Maybe he saw that as well, you know, but if I, if I had believed in him, if I had, you know, and, and just, you know, and just decided not to, and just got a, just got a job, you know, I'd probably, st- I've, I've got some friends who are still doing things and still living in the place that they were living in when I grew up. I'm not saying you need to move away. I'm not saying you need to, to, to do anything like that, but, you know, for me, it would have been the wrong choice for me to have, to have not tr- strived and tried to get to university and not, strived to do things differently in my life then then I would have been frustrated so I'm really glad that I didn't listen to him and just tried to just do do what I thought was right at the time that was right at the time he said it I probably wasn't but you keep on keep on reflecting and keep on you know keep on keep on challenging challenging that's what I like to do yeah, ignoring people that tell you you're not good enough or you can't do X, Y, Z in, in whichever context that is. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And the, the final question I've got for you, Colin, if I may, is what does brave, bold, brilliant mean to you? Okay. I think it's, um, you know, it, it very much, it, it very much means about, about really trusting and believing in what is right for you at that particular time I was just saying and and having the confidence to to just challenge challenge the status quo a little bit you know I you know within the health and safety field we are about to we're about to do something myself and, and James that we believe is really going to sort of disrupt the, the health and safety the way that that people are given training and development and education and memberships and all that kind of stuff we're doing something that's really different it might it might fall on its face. It might do. It won't because we're both of us. Both of us won't let it. But but it would be really easy to 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 not do it, you know, and just and just do a um, you know, just do my consultancy. You know, we got a successful consultancy. I could I could just sit there. But you know, if you if you really if you really believe that something is the right thing to do, then then be brave. Get out there. You know, make make the big statement, and then just excel excel as an individual, and then you're going to be you're going to be successful. And that's, you know, that's, that's what I think is about. I, I absolutely love the whole concept that you've got, Jeanette, of, of getting people to talk about this, because I think it's really, it's really, really great. And, uh, you know, and, um, you know, th- thanks, thanks for the chance of talking. You know, it's been, it's been brilliant. Oh, no, thank you, Colin. You are brave, bold and brilliant, all rolled into one. <laughs> um, just finally, where can people find you, Colin? 
Okay, um, so LinkedIn um, is probably the, the best place, Colin, Colin Nottage on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, the company's got a website, influentialmg.com, which is probably one of the worst names for a website because nobody can spell it. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got, you know, we've got a couple of other, there's there's a couple of other, we've got a Project Miletium and uh, um, remote Safety Remotely, there are a couple of businesses that are just coming, that are just coming along now that uh, the people who had to get hold of us through that. But uh, I think LinkedIn is probably the best. So. Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much, Colin. I really appreciate you having the chat and for your openness, honesty, inspiration. Um, and yeah, really wonderful. Thank you for making the time. Thank you very much. Lovely.